welcome to the Nikki Sun Show. I'm your host, Nikki Sun, and I am genuinely so excited because this next guest is not only an amazing creator, but she is also a personal friend. Just getting right into it. Please welcome Kelsey Brandon, aka Premier Gal. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you. It's so great to be here in LA face to face with you. It's been so long. I can't believe you're here like in the flesh because as we all know, you've moved to Warsaw, Poland. I've been in Europe for the past four years. You're there now, but you're you were born in San Francisco, or you were yeah, there like in San I'm Francisco? originally okay. from Northern California, and my partner's Polish, so we've kind of lived all over the states a little bit. I was in D.C. for some time when I was working as a shredder for my full time job. Break it down for those who don't know what shredder is. It's a shooter, editor, producer, okay. and it's kind of this new role that emerged with the changing technology, where people just stopped having specific roles. And you kind of had to know how to do all of these different roles. So we just kind of put all three words together. And it's a, a fun word. Like you're shredding life. You're shredding the job. <laughs> it reminds me of Ninja Turtles. Right. Shredder. I've heard of Predator, but that doesn't sound that as does not. That does not sound good. <laughs> Let's cancel good. that Let's right cancel now. Let's cancel that because that's producer editor. But I like Shredder a lot more. But I mean, for those of you who don't know, like Kelsey, you have single-handedly created first of all the coolest logo the moment you look at your logo gal which is in the shape of the premiere pro logo i immediately know what your channel's about so you've been creating so many videos helping the world helping creators learn how to edit especially on adobe premiere pro so how did you get into that there's been a lot in your journey yeah totally i mean i've always loved video since i was younger like in book reports like in fifth sixth grade i would always ask if i could do like a video version with like commercial breaks with an old like you know vhs (laughs) camcorder i just thought it was so fun recording moments and sharing them with people and telling funny stories and enjoying that process together like some of the best friendships i made was through the process of creating something creative with that other person it's something so personal and fun And then in high school, I went to a public high school in Northern California, and they had a media academy. And basically, you integrate technology and video editing with your English studies and your social studies, which is so cool. And I just through that process, just loved it even more. And I was like, I want to go to college for video, pursued that. And I really enjoyed uh, teaching in college. Like I, I was part of a digital editing lab where the teachers would come and You know, I would do like lessons with the students, like how to edit. And that was kind of like a prequel to Premiere Gal. Like I didn't know that that was going to be something that actually I would use and have it become something of my own. Um, And then after grad school, I got this job as the shredder, as we were talking about. (laughs) And it was short form documentaries for the U.S. Department of State because I went to Georgetown for my master's. So that was in D.C., And it was for the Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs. And we called it ECA for short because it's kind of a mouthful. Okay. And basically, you know, I got to interview exchange students who got these grants to like go abroad and do some projects. I got to interview people from all over the world. So I was like the person like coming up with the questions, setting the camera up, you know, recording the audio, then putting it together. And that's why it was kind of the shredder role. You're kind of doing all parts and also, you know, working with the social media team also. And then through that process, I just did some trainings at the U.S. Department. So it was kind of the evolution of iPhone media 
and creating iPhone videography and everybody wanted to start creating it. So we did some trainings for U.S. embassies who wanted to learn how to caption videos. And then kind of through that process, I was like, well, I've always kind of wanted my own thing. Like I've always wanted to create a YouTube channel, but I didn't want it to be like a personal vlogging channel. I wanted it to be related to what I love. And that's kind of where Premiere Gal was kind of born, where I was using the Premiere Pro, you know, suite Adobe Creative Cloud at that time at the job. And at the time there was a Premiere Bro and Premiere Bro was awesome. He was great. And I tweeted at him. I was like, hey, would you ever want a contribution from a Premiere Gal? I created the handle, created the YouTube channel. I wrote a blog for him. And then I was like, you know, I think I'm going to start creating videos on my own channel. And the rest is... Um, history, I should say. <laughs> I love uh, it. And yeah, here we are, you know, seven years later and it's my full-time thing. And I'm so grateful and blessed to do what I love every single day. The curiosity and exploration is just so fun. Yeah. Wow. If you were to edit a highlight reel of your life. Oh, wow. What top three moments would be on that? And if you have more than three, go for it. Oh my goodness. I think from high school, the moment when I produced the first uh, slideshow, which was essentially vignettes of all of the different clubs and exciting moments from our senior year of high school, and to work with everybody in those different departments and then put together this video and then at the end of the year press play and then have see all the reactions and everybody enjoying this piece of work that I made. That was one of the first highlights. And then I think... The second highlight was probably, gosh, there's so many cool moments in life. I'm always so bad <laughs> at like whenever people make those end of the year recaps. I'm yeah. Like, wow. Like they spend so much time on that. Like it's so cool. Uh, probably I, studying abroad was really cool in Australia too and getting to know a different culture and take some screenwriting lessons there. And just that was like an awakening of independence for me as a young woman. And another highlight, I would say, is probably when I got to interview and do a video with Michelle Kwan, the wow. figure skater. Yes. She was working as a sports ambassador at the U.S. Department, US Department of State. And we actually did yoga classes together, <laughs> um, the hot yoga. And I was like, is that Michelle Kwan? And then I found out that she worked at the State Department and we were supposed to have lunch together. And one time she left a note and she was like I'm so sorry I missed you and she signed it Michelle Kwan yeah and I was like oh she's so sweet um do you still have that note to this day I think so somewhere in the storage <laughs> unit up in the north <laughs> I need to find it but yeah I should have framed it yeah. Michelle Kwan I love you uh and gosh I think another highlight was just getting invited to Adobe Max to speak I think it was in 2017 I ran some sessions there and it was like you know totally like out of this world like I can't believe people are coming and people like know the channel and it was like very exciting and then just other highlights are when people just little tiny things that people send me a message like saying thank you so much for your help or they have questions I just really enjoy that camaraderie I guess of like helping a fellow person who is just having their own journey creative journey so yeah I've, there's probably a few that I'll think of later on that I'll be like, oh man, like, and it's okay I if that you highlight. think about it. We can totally insert yeah. it because, it's yeah. like, just like an interview, I always feel like it is in my mind. I'm editing as we go too because right. it's like, oh, in order for me to tell a story or have you tell your story, like, what's missing? What from the audience is missing that would 
enlighten more people. So I think from a creator standpoint, because I started this show because I really wanted the audience who happened to be a lot of creators or just people just fascinated about the creator economy or the world or just anybody who just creates every day. I imagine they would want to know how you got into it, how you sustain yourself, because at the same time, this is not an easy profession. That mindset of, I got to wake up every day and be consistent. What do you focus on when you first start out on the channel? Well, I think, well, talking about the consistency thing too, is like once you get into the groove of it and you find your flow, you don't need to wake up every day and do it. Mm -hmm. You can plan accordingly and maybe only work three days a week. Speak on that, yeah. And so like right now I've gotten to that point where um, I've outsourced some of my video editing work to contractors that we've brought on. So, and also training one of them to help me write the pieces too, because most of the work is in the research and the writing. Yes. And because I've gotten good at just jumping on camera, I can, you know, pretty much film that video within an hour, hour and a half, and then pass it off to the editor, you know, and then... Of course, there's logistical stuff behind the scenes of running a business that I still do, like emails and stuff like that. But, you know, by setting those boundaries, you can also flourish more during that time. You can get more creative and work hard in those short amount of time so you have more time for your personal life as well. But when I was first starting out, you know, I was grinding too. You know, I was working the full-time job um, because I wasn't making that much money on YouTube yet, so I needed to have some income And, you know, I would go to my nine to five job, come home and, you know, work until like 2 a.m. and then wake up the next day. And I didn't do that every night, Mm -hmm. but, you know, a few nights a week I was doing that. But the thing that kept me going was that I just loved learning new things. And I love that curiosity of like finding a solution for somebody or finding a new tool that I think is cool and then sharing that with other people in, you know, a comprehensive way that like makes sense you know because sometimes people will just like throw out all these technical terms and you know one of my pet peeves is like when something isn't explained well so I'm like okay how can I make this as clear as possible so people don't have to waste more time you know <laughs> yeah well I mean how many videos were you watching yourself that weren't explained well that made you take it upon yourself to be I'm going to be that channel that will well you know I think It was at this time when I started, which was 2016, that summer, when I launched the first video without a plan, just kind of (laughs) threw it out there. And I think at the time, there was like a lot of things that I was finding as the shredditor that would come up and people would have questions on the team. And I would be like, oh, like there's no resources that go into depth or they missed this one step. And I can't really count how many videos per se that I watched, but I knew that there was a need for that. Yeah. And I knew that, you know, there was lynda.com and there was a lot of different resources online, but you needed a plan to see that. And sometimes there were very long courses, still great courses. I loved Linda. I learned some great things on there, but it's very long. And I wanted, you know, shorter to the point, free content. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, well, how can I continue to make this free? And that's kind of where sponsorships, brand deals, affiliate marketing, and that whole side of YouTube came in to help support the channel and grow without needing like a big investor, basically. So as a creator, full-time creator, I think this is where we get into the whole pay transparency because we cannot fund our channels alone on Google AdSense or many creators can. Some can. um, Some can, yeah. But how do you start reaching out 
to sponsors. Yeah, that part was very interesting because I started out just loving a tool and I was like, hey, if you give me a free license, you know, I'll do a review. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it would help them get a lot of conversions that would lead to sales for them. And eventually, as the views started to go up, uh, I did get more emails directly from companies being like, hey, we love what you do. Like, um, we'd love to, you know, sponsor a video. Mm-hmm. And there was really no standards at this time for a tech YouTuber yeah. to have like a certain rate card, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of evolved a little bit, but it's still kind of the Wild West. Like, mm-hmm. you basically have to come up with the value of the brand awareness because in marketing, there may not be a conversion at first, but they'll remember later on that they saw this multiple yeah. times, not even just from me, but from other creators. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of have to work out your value before you come up with your rate. Yeah. Um, but once you have your rates, it's it's great because you can have like a sheet that you can like send to people mm-hmm. and it's a great starting point. And a lot of times like we'll negotiate as well because yeah. it really just depends on the brand. But yeah, so tech companies started reaching out to me, like software companies, plugins, and there's so many and it was just so beautiful. And then there were some other people that um, I had worked with before and I reached out and kind of explained, you know, we had success here. Would you be interested in, you know, doing a annual partnership with me, like maybe yeah. one video per month or, you know, we'll start at six videos for the whole year or something. And usually the, you know, the conversation was quite positive. They were like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Let me talk to the team. So there's no issue with asking questions or proposing. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? No. Or, yep. you know, maybe a little bit later and. You know, everyone that I've worked with has always been so great. Even if we decide to end a partnership, it'll usually come back around or mm-hmm. something because that's just the way business is. Yeah. Um, every it's, 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 a, it's a very small world in the video editing world. So it's pretty crazy how like um, I know some video people and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've sent you Premiere Gals videos. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's just, just so cool that people have seen a video that has helped them that that I produce, which is mind blowing. And I have to ask the big question, when did Adobe actually start sponsoring you? Because I imagine you started the channel without their support first. Right. So Adobe isn't a main sponsor of the channel. They mm-hmm. don't really do like main sponsorships, but they have sponsored a couple videos. Okay. And they have, uh, what is the word for it? They've asked me to do some videos for their channels. Mm, So, and I've also created some like Mogurts for them, motion graphics templates, which are basically template little title graphics that have animation already in them that people can just easily customize for their other new tool called uh, Premiere Rush, which is more geared for social media TikTok creators. So I've made some Mogurts for them. We've collaborated on a lot of different projects, but we haven't actually... They're not like, oh, we're sponsoring a video every month. But gotcha. I'm also an Adobe affiliate. So, okay. and if you guys don't know, if you're watching this, what affiliate marketing is, it's a, basically when you're a creator and you recommend a product, you can put your link, your affiliate link in the description box, and you'll make a cut of that sale if somebody clicks on it. And, you know, I, I normally say if you use my link, it helps support the channel. So thank you so much. And usually there's a discount code involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so Adobe has that with me, and I work with a, a ton of other people like Invato. A recent one I started working with is Track Club by Marmoset. 
It's a new uh, music licensing company. And yeah, I mean, the list is endless. I've worked with a ton of different <laughs> companies. Really, it's been amazing. It's really cool that you basically get to have a career where you get to test and yeah. also share with other creators like this is what worked this is what i could be improved um how did you start those relationships is it meeting companies or individuals at networking conventions or is it cold emails like how do you how do creators reach out firstly to companies that they want to work with i've actually worked with people where we never had a call we've never had a google hangout only email Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. And also, like, you know, during the COVID times, too, it actually blossomed because everything was remote and mm -hmm. my job was remote. So it was like everybody was looking to advertise more and more online. So it's interesting with that. And in terms of relationships, like you could really have so much just by posting on YouTube. People see that you're an expert in your field. They're reaching out. Oh, like I'm have a music video project like are you able to edit it, you know, and stuff like that. I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't really do client projects right now, but I can refer you to somebody else. And, you know, it's just by having your video on YouTube, that's networking in itself. You almost don't need to go to events mm -hmm. anymore. But when I started out, I really did enjoy the face-to-face, -face, and I did go to NAB show a bunch, Adobe Max, got to learn a bunch of new stuff of what was happening in the now so I did do that like multiple times a year in the first few years of starting Premier Gal, but I haven't done it as much recently because there's been so much opportunities just through my email contact form on the website. Yeah. yeah. Well, shout out to NAB Show, by the way, because yeah. that's where I actually met you. Right. I yeah. was back in 2018 when I was emceeing the post-production stage. I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be frank, I was introducing male speaker after male speaker after male speaker and i was wondering where are all the women at and um there was one panel in that week called gals and gear yeah. <laughs> shout out to amy but and i believe that's I, I saw you either on the adobe panel or you were hanging out around there or we met at the gals and gear cocktail mixer party yeah and i was like i know there's more I know there's more of that. And so it was just so nice to just meet you and see your face and just been following your journey. So I just wanted to give a shout out to NAB show. But at the same time, what has been your involvement in these shows? Because you're also an educator. So what do you normally get flown around to speak about? Well, I did do like, you know, this like quick, uh, what do they call it? Lightning talks thing at NAB once where a bunch of trainers came up and gave like quick tips. And I mm -hmm. love that because I just came up and only had to be in front of people for like <laughs> 15 minutes because you know believe it or not when I'm in front of my camera and my studio it's like actually not that stressful at all because it's just me there but when you actually yeah. stand up and like are in front of people like I still get a public speaking scare too you know yeah. uh, but I've done like some panels and I haven't really done a whole lot of in train uh, in person training mm -hmm. um, since I started YouTube I've been doing like live stream workshops as of late uh, but when I was at Adobe Max, I did uh, a few different sessions on like social media editing and they were like huge rooms. I couldn't believe it. But the way I did it in my head was like, oh, if you imagine the number of views you had on the YouTube video, like you could fill up like a whole stadium, which yeah. is also crazy to think about. Oh. You know, like 
all these people are watching. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's speak on that number because I think in social media now, I don't... I feel like there's a lot of creators that when they put stuff out, if they don't get the amount of likes or views, mm. they feel like ashamed and they'll take it down. But mm. I feel like at the same time, it's about quality and it's mm -hmm. about connecting and it's mm -hmm. about putting out a product that you're proud of. So what are your thoughts on the whole way that influencers have kind of entered this field where they may not have come from a creating background, but you know, they're expecting to hit these numbers. And how do you deal with virality when you're working with clients who like make that video go viral? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, there is this pressure too when you're working with companies to make sure you're hitting those views, you're hitting those conversions. And they also understand that, you know, YouTube is strange and the algorithm changes all the time. Mm -hmm. But that video is evergreen for the most part because it's educational yeah. and will live on and continue to impress upon people. Um, but yeah, I think what I look at is I talked to Hayden Hillier Smith and Jordan Orm. They created the editing podcast about this a little bit where it's like each month you create one video like kind of more for yourself and that may not do that well on the channel, but you're putting it out there and who knows, maybe it'll be a new trend, you know, or maybe it doesn't do that well. That's okay. And then you kind of like play into the game a little bit where you find trending topics but you still add your own twist on it. So I'm always trying to find topics that are hot, that people are interested in, like, you know, sound mixing with the built-in tools for Premiere Pro versus AI, automatic sound mixing. Like, what's the difference here? And usually I try to make videos that would answer the questions that I would want answered. Like, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. You know, should I invest money in this tool? And I kind of pose these questions, like, really, if you're making a ton of videos, maybe this AI tool will help you because it saves you time. But if you're a master at sound engineering, then maybe you don't, you know? Mm -hmm. I never try to force anything because we're all humans and I'm really just trying to, you know, share what would be useful for the everyday experience as a creator. Yeah, and yeah. you talked about AI. So what are your thoughts <laughs> about AI? I know it's entering the land of editing as well. Is it, or should people be more scared or excited? Well, I think there's this. I think we need to embrace new technology as mm -hmm. it comes. I think it would be, you know, you need to embrace it because you might get left behind and you might be using tools that can help you with your job as assistants, right? Because a lot of times, always coming back to the shredder, if you're doing all these things yourself, it can be very time consuming and taxing. And that leads to a lot of creators to burn out yeah. and say, is it worth it? And so I was talking with the producer here of your studio, and it's like he started using Autopod for his podcast and multicam editing, and it just creates a rough cut for him, saves him a ton of a ton of time. And I think there was a session I went to an NAB show that uh, Yarly uh, Lairpole led, and the name of it was um, How to Get Home in Time for Dinner or something. And this <laughs> yeah. was going on, this has been going on for a long time where mm -hmm. editing takes a lot of time, a lot of patience, and any tool, whether it's AI or some sort of algorithm tool that helps speed it up, I would say, yeah, let's take it, you know. But again, remember, all these tools do cost money. So yeah. you have to think about the economics of it. Is it worth it for that time exchange? And so that's what I always tell people. I'm like, it's not all free. Like, not everybody's going to be able to utilize these. Um, but if it does help you, then maybe it is worth it to invest in. Yeah. Well, since you've know so much about like the editing world, I want to give the audience a really, really special 
sneak peek into the type of software that you utilize that has helped your flow? Well, I use a, a tool called Taskade, and it's not the most popular one because I know Notion is like the most popular tool. I even saw like an ad in the LAX airport for Notion. I was like, whoa, <laughs> they got they got a good marketing budget here. <laughs> uh, but Taskade is great. Uh, it's free and you can invite multiple users. Um, I use it with my editor. So I basically the month before I kind of plan out roughly what I think I'm going to make videos on. And, you know, I assign who's writing that script, whether it's me or one of my other writers. And then I assign the video editors and make sure that it works with everybody's schedule. And then it's just like this checklist. I can just check it off, like thumbnail done, video done. And it just really helps because when you have it all in your head, it can be a mess. Even if you are a very organized yeah. person and together, like it's just good to get it out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, what else do I use? Google Docs. For script writing, yeah, simple, uh, and I think Notepad on my iPhone. <laughs> Whenever I have an idea, I just like take out the Notepad. I'm like writing it down, and it kind of like a journal, you know, of just like things and ideas that pop in. Because you know, I had a friend come up to me, and she's like, "Gosh, like I want to be more creative. Like, can we have like a session together?" I'm like, "Girl, like I like." get creative like taking a shower like i think of an idea like when i'm doing everyday things like we should just hang out during the day and do normal things and then yeah. ideas come you know it could be making breakfast and an idea pops up that's when i have my notepad you know yeah and i think that's what successful people do also is like in terms of to-do lists like not adding too much each day just like having like three tasks that you're going to do that day so it doesn't become overwhelming or write out everything you want to do in that week and then assign it out in that week. But I'm not like, you know, I have to wake up by a certain time or yeah. any of that. And that's the good thing about the job that me and my partner run together is we can pretty much do it at any time of day, even if it means, you know, working late at night sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that answers the tools that I use. Yeah. It's wild because it wasn't like AI or, you know, all these like um, like crazy things. Oh, yeah. It was like it's something that everybody can pull totally. out, use their phone. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you also answered in that question was your creative process. It's like creativity can strike any time. Totally. Even in a shower yeah. or eating breakfast. So. Yeah, totally. It's not like I have a brainstorm session. Yeah. That's actually when I'm least productive because mm. you're like forcing yourself to think and that's terrible like that's not how you should force creativity at all it needs to be live in the moment like it's just the better way I would say that you might agree right you probably just take notes and think of ideas like you're probably yeah. not like maybe some people do like brainstorming sessions sorry if I offended <laughs> you but, but for me it just doesn't work yeah. yeah. No, I would say I'm the same in that way, but I'm glad to hear it from other creators and you especially that like, okay, what I've been doing is at the same time, everybody has their own process, right? I don't right. judge everybody else's process, but totally. it is nice to hear that, you know, a fellow creator that I absolutely look up to is like, yeah, just write it on your Google Doc. I'm like, good. That's what I have. That's what <laughs> has been working. You know, live docs, you're sharing it with your team. Everybody's on there. And like speaking of teams, so we can limit creativity or create a burnout and actually be more productive and just do the things that we want to do in life. When did you decide that, hey, I think it'd be great if I had a team? Was it pretty early on? Because you started your channel in 2016. So when was the year that you decided in order for me to grow, I need I need a team? I think about 
three or four years in okay. because it was still manageable at that time. Mm -hmm. And remember, I had my partner the whole time helping yeah. with like uh, brands and like emails and all of that. So that was very helpful to have that since the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that like, I think around the COVID years in 2020, it was like I was getting tired of having to stay up late editing. And I was like, I don't think this is sustainable. Let's like put feelers out for some editors that I can trust and grow with to know my vision. And I got a couple editors that I've worked with, but they've had to go on and do different jobs. Everything was great. It's just, you know, had to move on to a new thing. Yeah. And now I have a few different editors who are all remote, all living in different countries. It's so global. It's wow. pretty cool. Um, and I forgot to mention another tool that we use is Slack. Okay. Um, we also have Discord, but it's mainly for the Premier Gal community. I created a Discord for video editors to help each other out. But my team and I use Slack, and it's great because I have a social channel where we share things going on in our life together. You know, we don't want it to be all work all and work, boring, yeah. stu boring stuff. So basically, uh, we have a channel for each editor's edits, and we have, like, an editing room where we, like, say like, hey, by the way, I created this folder in Dropbox because we use Dropbox to share all of our media. And, uh, you know, we just give each other updates and I will be like, hey, by the way, going forward, we should do this for this um, and great job to so-and-so for getting number two, like, because in YouTube, uh, your videos get ratings. Mm. So it's like best out of the last 10. So I'm like, you know, congrats, like you got, <laughs> you got us a number two out of 10. Um, so it's just a great way to communicate and it's just taken so much pressure off yeah. just knowing that I have people here that I trust and that I really enjoy what they add to the edits, things that maybe I didn't even think of. Mm -hmm. um, it really helps you grow when you invest in others, I think. Yes. Yeah. So for those looking to expand their team from a team of one, a shredder of one, what is that first position that you felt? was priority for you in order to like grow and you know hire more people eventually but i know like when you're just adding that one person who has been that one person that you added that really changed the game for you i mean i was i was looking at so there was a youtube creator that i really enjoyed watching i love their editing style and um i was like gosh i want to get in contact with their editors and i just was thinking about this and i kind of manifested it and just put energy in that direction and I reached out to their editor to see if they were available. And they were like, yeah, actually, I've been looking to get into some educational stuff. And it totally changed the game. They knew what they were doing. They added some, like, funny jokes in the edits, which I love. Like, I hate it when it's too serious, you know, some outtakes. And also when I talk about um, one thing that they added was uh, – when we do auto ducking with sound, when something ducks, whenever I say auto ducking, he throws a rubber duck at my head <laughs> with a sound effect. And I'm just like, this is so cool. Like, this is what I wanted mm -hmm. it to feel very like lighthearted and like funny, you know, not too serious. And then recently, another editor, I just proposed to them like, hey, do you want to start writing for me? Because I realized the writing part was the one thing that did take a lot of time. And if I could find mm -hmm. somebody that knows their stuff, that knows how to edit really well and can come up with ideas that can take off a heavy load. So that was a huge relief when we started to trial that. But that was only the summer, Nikki, wow. that I started doing that because I guess I was like holding on to it. I was like, no, like only I know the best things that I yeah. can put on here. But it's like, no, like don't put so much pressure mm -hmm. on yourself to to deliver once a week an amazing topic. There's yeah. 
there's millions and billions of people out there that have all these ideas. So I think that would be the next thing for me is to get another writer to help even more. Um, I don't know if I would add any additional people to the channel as of now, but mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of creators also add a collective of educators who come on and they're like, oh, this week it's, you know, I think uh, Olufemi, Josh Olufemi does that. I think it's brilliant because you can, you know, focus on some creative projects on the side and have a YouTube channel and not have to worry about being on camera each week. So it's definitely a possibility, but I don't know if it's for Premier Gal yet. I love it. You're giving me so many ideas. And how many people are in your full team right now? Um, there are, uh, it's me, Anya, Rickard, Jiva, Stephanie, five. Five. Wow. Yeah. Day in, day out. And because I'm like, I'm constantly amazed by creators and their workflow and their processes. You say that you work with creators around the world. I do as well. But there's so many different tools. Is there, has, you, you mentioned Dropbox, but do you also use other um, software to help edit? Like what has the, been the best flow when you're editing with people around the world? Yeah. So Dropbox for desktop is clutch basically you can download it to your computer and you can choose which folders you want to be online only mm -hmm. so it doesn't take up space on your internal drive and then you can have some that are active local but also synced with the cloud so when i'm done recording i will take my sd card and my screen recording from my computer and i'll plop it in the media folder for that project and then i'm like hey you can sync that folder on your computer and then they will add any B-roll, stock video clips, motion graphics to that folder also. So if I ever need to open that up, like if something happens and they're asleep because one of them's on the other side of the world, mm -hmm. I can just, you know, go in and quickly open up that Premiere project and make any changes that I need. So it's really a good workflow too, because if something happens, like another editor gets sick, which can happen, I can be like, oh, can you pick up where they left off and they can access that folder which is really, really useful. But we use as a team Premiere Pro, After Effects. We have used Runway, which is a new online video editor that comes with a bunch of AI tools like um, noise reduction, rotoscoping. And it makes it really easy for, you know, just quick rotoscopes. You can like click on the person and it just auto selects them and you can put like text behind them or Gosh. other cool stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we use another tool called EndBoost, which is, it used to be called Alex Audio Butler. It was one of the first AI tools that actually came out several years ago before it was hot. And uh, it's great. You can just like choose like your tracks, like it's dialogue, sound effects, music, and it will automatically mix it for you. Uh, so we use all sorts of different things, Nikki. What else do I use? Um, I use an app called Gifsky, which basically I can like take a little video clip and turn it into a quick GIF. If I'm doing like something for the blog or I need to put something on the website, so many little cool little tools that we use. Probably I missed several that I like, <laughs> but those those are the top ones I enjoy. Oh, thank you for sharing your yeah. creative flow. And I just think this is a great transition for me to thank the executive producer of today's episode, which is my friends over at Kingston Technology. Kingston. Yeah, I just love how beyond supportive they have been to my creative process, but I personally use the XS2000 for the SSD card. So I don't know what kind of gear that you're bringing around when you're transferring, but that's kind of been what I use and like their V90 cards have been amazing for 4K video, but I wouldn't, what about amazing. hardware for you? So yeah, I'm a Canon girl yeah since the beginning i just always loved canon 
I started out with a Canon 5D um, when I was the shredder. And uh, at that time, it was owned by the department that was that I was working for. So I was like, okay, I need to get my own thing for my YouTube channel, but I didn't really have a lot of money. So I got a Canon M3, which is one of the first mirrorless cameras that came out with. It was like a little under 500 bucks or something. It had an interchangeable lens. I didn't have a great lens, but it didn't really matter because the story and the content that you're delivering, as long as the audio sounds good and you know, it's not like a messy background. Yep. You're good. Yeah, you know? you're golden. Yeah, yeah, just know a little bit about the lighting. You don't need the latest and the greatest mm -hmm. video camera. And actually, I don't shoot in 4K, um, which is actually interesting. A lot of people are like, oh, why don't you shoot in 4K? And there's two reasons. One, the main one is the storage space yeah. because I'm sharing the media. Although I have like one of those big Dropbox team plans where we pay like, I think, almost $80 a month to have mm -hmm. unlimited however much we want. Mm -hmm. But it's like when I upload that and share it and they have to sync it, it just takes Place so forever. much more time. Yeah. And when we're doing week to week stuff, we need to get it done and shared quicker. Okay. And it just looks fine in my opinion. Yeah. 1080p. No, it looks great. Your content looks fabulous. I was just <laughs> wondering because I'm like, oh gosh, like I work with people all over the world, but it's like I've taken on the editing a lot more because it's so hard to upload 40 gigabyte per camera angle um you yes, know over I can to, so. to my international friends so i'm like i guess i gotta do it so i know i need to like take some see this is why i love getting <laughs> to talk to other creators because i'm like what is your workflow because it looks amazing what you do um and so like i'm so grateful that you're sharing your process and Ooh. being so transparent with not only the software but the hardware i want to get into the part where we talk about the other parts of your life and I usually like to do this thing where I pull up your Instagram because I usually see oh. like the top three things that are pinned. Because to me, that means like that's something that's going on in their life that they're very, very excited or interested about. So I thought I'd go over a couple of your pinned okay. posts on Instagram Let's go, as of today. Um, oh, yes, this is one of them, too. So there are 1300 effects, your After yes. Effects toolkit. That is so wild. Yes. So you created your own 1300s After Effects for people to download, purchase, and use in their projects, making it super easy for them. Yes, with a team, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I partnered with a motion graphics design team that helped bring a lot of them to life. Um, and I was mainly the one, you know, making sure it's organized properly and everything's working properly. And, of course, I asked my editors to test it, too. Uh, but essentially, that's the After Effects version. There's also a Premiere Pro version of the toolkit. And we wanted to create something that you can kind of have open as a creator and just say, oh, I want to have a lens flare effect and just double click on it and it automatically applies it to your timeline. And the After Effects version has some more effects, like some cool VFX, like fire burns and other tools that aren't in the Premiere Pro one. But yeah, we did get some requests for an After Effects version and we worked on that. And also we have requests for a DaVinci Resolve ver version. Yay! Which I think would be funny as like Premiere Gal Toolkit for DaVinci Resolve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're just so great at it. So I'm like, oh, is it only going to be just for Premiere Pro? Because I'm going to come clean. Like I started on Avid, then FCP7, FCP10. And now I am learning DaVinci Resolve just because I am trying to max out this PC that I got custom made from Puget Systems. It is Ooh. wildly fast. 
but it's like it's a learning process too so i'm like oh i need to learn some more things and but there's a lot of things that you talk about on your channel that's still in theory and in practice i can apply wherever we go when it comes to editing totally that's what i say i mean oh, a couple of videos i've done uh are about like uh tricks that youtubers are using to like i guess improve their edits and I don't really get as technical. I just kind of break it down, but it can be done in any software. And that's what I hope to give to people is like, you know, while I use Premiere Pro, I'm not forcing it on you. Like, yeah. It's just located in a different location. But sometimes Premiere does have a particular effect or tool set that cannot be done in mm -hmm. Resolve or vice versa. Yeah. You know, so I think all of them keep each other relevant. And I think it's important that there's competition. In yes. My yeah. Yeah. So we can't download your After Effects toolkit and use it in other programs at the moment. After or? Effects toolkit is just for After Effects, mm -hmm. and the Premiere Pro toolkit is just for Premiere Pro. Gotcha. But we're looking to create a DaVinci Resolve toolkit that has the same effects, but just for DaVinci editors. Well, I know I speak on behalf of all the other editors, too. We <laughs> would appreciate and welcome and yeah. totally buy everything that you have to offer there. <laughs> um, your other video that you pinned was how to make animated video captions. So is that yeah. the one that you're using in your Yes, exactly. Videos? So that's a really hot topic. I was fortunate enough to make a connection with this guy named Andrew who runs this basically company that develops tools to help processes for editors. So if you want to do something in Premiere Pro and you're like, why does it take so long? Or why can't I do that? You propose this problem to him and he comes up with a solution. And one of them that he partnered with another company on was how to animate your captions word by word. And they developed this tool that can do it. And I was part of like the beta testing and uh, I made a video for their launch and it did really well. They've got like, I think probably at this point, almost 1500 users now, which wow. is great. Just a little startup. And I just loved how it works. So I thought I would share it out. And a ton of people were asking how I was doing the animated captions. So I made a little reel Amazing. about it. So one more time, what's the name of that software? Submachine. Submachine. Which okay. I love that name. <laughs> Submachine. Yeah. And it's really cool because I'm actually getting a lot of like people ask my friends asking me because they know I edit as well. Like, where's a great video, like automated captioning? I'm like, I'm sure there's some AI ones, but I actually don't know. So thank you for giving me an actual one to plug. So Submarine. Yeah, it's Submachine. Oh, my sub Submachine. Sub I was thinking of Submarine. We all live in a yellow Submarine. <laughs> I was thinking yellow because that's our favorite I know. Color. I say it too. I say it too sometimes, but yeah. it's a plugin for Premiere Pro and okay. it's more for like pro editors that like want to be able to do it inside of Premiere. But there's other tools like Captions, which okay. is an app. I don't know if it's for Android. I think it's just for iPhone at this time. Okay. But if you're not as techy, you don't want to jump into Premiere Pro, you can also do it in some apps, which still cost a fee. Of course, you have to pay monthly for it. The good thing about Submachine is you can subscribe monthly or you can buy the lifetime. Oh. which I think is useful because a lot of people can like try it out for a month and then they can decide, okay, maybe I'm going to use this. Let's get the lifetime. And I'm a lifer. <laughs> yeah, a lifer. Yeah. We all want to have the lifetime option. Oh my gosh, we're learning so much in this interview and I love this. <laughs> and then the last thing that's pinned and obviously I saved it for last is you recently teamed up with Editor's Key to create yeah. your very own keyboard, which I brought today because I yes. know you were traveling, but I'm like, 
I don't know if she travels with her keyboard. Yeah, that but, would be kind of weird. But like, yeah, so it's my it editor's keys. But actually, yeah, go ahead and open it. Yeah, I sure. took off the plastic, but go ahead oh, and okay. walk us through it a little bit. Yeah. But this is so exciting. You have a product that... I know. You know, like, how does that make you feel? Well, very proud. Yes. Very proud. Yes. And let's open this up here. So essentially, editor's keys and I have had a partnership for a while now. When I first started, they sent me my first microphone here. Yeah, I'll grab that too. so you can play. So Editor's Keys has a bunch of different products. They have like vocal booths. They have microphones. They specialize in keyboards for a bunch of different software, not just Premiere Pro. Uh, they have uh, Final Cut, After Effects, etc., Photoshop. And so with this, we really wanted to create a, a slimmer design that's wireless and that can be hooked up to three different devices at Love once. Love that. I know that some editors, they have a PC machine and they have a Mac machine. And you can just switch. Guilty. Yeah, you, you got it? <laughs> yeah. So you can switch between that. You can connect it to your phone or your tablet. And we wanted something that like kind of reflected the Premiere Pro colors, the new ones. And yellow, we were talking about yellow, the Nikki Yay. Sun show. Yeah. And so there's Premier yellow. Gal. It's backlit too. I don't know if this is. Oh, I didn't. I turned it off, but I charged okay. it. Yeah. Okay, great. It's backlit. You can't really see it. Yeah. here because it's like so bright that's such a beautiful keyboard and yeah i mean it's for premiere and obviously if you're a professional editor it has all of the hundred shortcuts and a lot of them like i forgot about or i didn't know like for example you can press the yellow shift key with any corresponding yellow key and that will open up for example the source panel the program monitor if you need to quickly jump between windows because like having to click and move around does take up time so it's just a time saver and of course over time you might be like oh i know you know all of these but it just looks pretty it's so and it's cool. nice it has a little premiere gal logo here and it was made with love as a collaboration yeah how long did this take to work with editor's keys on a, a custom couple keyboard? years yeah i know it, it 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 just was a lot of different renditions we had some hiccups with manufacturing mm -hmm. You know, I think I reached out to you last November and we thought we were going to release it. But then all the keyboards came and they painted the back of the keys black. Oh. So the back lighting wasn't working. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was the biggest hiccup. And like you yeah. just have to learn to be patient with a physical product. Because I'm used to digital products yeah. and how easy they are because you can make a quick fix and like redeliver the product. But this is like a full on uh, actual like tangible physical, physical thing. thing. Yeah. Um, the feedback has been great. There's been a few people that didn't realize that they needed to have Bluetooth on their computer computer for oh, it to work okay. i'm like you don't have bluetooth on your computer like, yeah i'm sure there's out, a maybe happens. a usb-c to yeah, an so a like a usb -C, transmitter maybe. Yeah. and like you can plug this in and have it charged at the same time but it still needs to be connected via mm. bluetooth gotcha so but it's it. just so cool i just like ah it even like goes with everything that you're wearing right it's now like, that's I, your baby. I should carry it around with me <laughs> yeah. in the airport security. <laughs> Excuse me, this is my baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, let me just turn on your Bluetooth and then you can try this yeah. one. But no, yeah, it's so. just a beautiful... Thank you for sending me. It was like, I, I learned so much about products with other creators who are dealing with it because, yeah, you did yeah. want to send in November, but I actually moved between that time. So that keyboard went to my old address. I know. I but like, I was oh like, can, keep it there. I can drive back and grab Aww, it. So luckily was... I didn't move to a different country. I'll always be like, oh no, oh, I cannot no. get that back. But It's all good. 
it's here with you. Uh, we talk about your channel, right? And mm -hmm. um, it's all about, you know, editing. Is there moments where you're like, oh, I wish I could talk about cooking or pets or like, is there ever that moment like, oh, but I can't? Or do you find a way to incorporate that? Kind of, yeah. Like I, you know, obviously have a lot of different aspects to my life. I do enjoy mm -hmm. cooking breakfast and making smoothies and, you know, playing tennis or playing video games. Like there's many different aspects, but you know, for a niche channel, yeah. I try to think just like, okay, you know, it would be odd if I just randomly posted a video on my <laughs> channel about cooking with Premier yeah. Gal. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I try to bring in some comedy into my edits. Like one time I dressed up like as a French chef and like did my you know video with like a terrible french accent <laughs> and just had fun like i was showing how you could do like an overhead shot like with avocado toast yeah and this was a while ago but you know just trying to mix up my different interests and apply them because that's your unique vision but there's times where i'm like oh maybe i should do another channel on this particular topic but that's what i tell people all the time like some of my friends who are yoga teachers and do like fitness related stuff i'm like oh you can create like a niche youtube channel and just talk about that stuff they're like really i'm like yeah you can do it and we have this whole fun conversation about like their channel name and i just love talking with people to help them like figure out what that could be for them because it's amazing like you could create a whole channel on cactuses yep. or cacti is the plural yeah. right yeah and you know there'll be people around the world that love their cacti and they want to find the best ways to care for them or decorate them and like the different types it's just i think it's so cool that we have the power of youtube and you can make a living if you approach it in the right way yeah you know yeah well if you were to create another niche like hypothetically speaking uh, channel what would it be on gosh i mean probably i would do one on kind of the forest life because recently my partner and I bought a piece of land and we're starting in the process of building a home on it. Wow, from and scratch, from the from ground up? From ground up. And it's like kind of this forest piece of land and we built this fence around it all by ourselves, like with the whole drill and putting the pole in. And I share that. I actually have my own personal uh, Instagram that's private and I share that with just like my close friends mm -hmm. but it would be kind of cool to share that with a wider audience yeah. as well because we had uh, two like some neighbors walk by and they saw they're like oh these two women are building this beautiful fence like we're telling all the neighbors like these two women are doing it it's amazing <laughs> we're rooting for you and I just thought oh man like if two neighbors think that like what if you share that with other people who are maybe afraid or they they're not sure how to approach it yeah. and we did it you know so it could be a potential thing i know it's a lot of work creating other channels so yeah. you have to think about that but it could potentially happen yeah. we could just make sure we start immediately hiring writers and editors and you just like i'm here and here's that <laughs> go for right. it you know <laughs> exactly that's that's how i would approach it now is like when like should we start with an editor right away or should we build it up a little bit ourselves and come up with our style. I would probably recommend that first before you move on to yeah. getting editors. But yeah, there's a whole another life out there of me building this fence in addition to doing the editing tutorials and it could be a new channel. We'll see. Oh my gosh. Well, Kelsey, <laughs> I usually like to end with you sharing what's been on your mind or what's been on your heart that you wish society talked more about. Um. Oh my 
gosh, we are getting <laughs> deep here on this morning in Los this Angeles. This uh, conversations, you know, I, I, I think, carry it on from the other interviews. That I I've think had. Uh, one thing that's been on my mind a lot because this last three and a half weeks, I've been visiting old friends from high school and family. And I think, you know, a lot of times people forget about connecting with their old self and their old friends and family and how important that is, is the relationships and the people around you. And I, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, this is my career. This is what I'm doing and all of that. I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do this without all the wonderful people around me who support me and love me. And I think it's so important to to take time and organize your work so you can spend time with the people that are the most important to you in your life. And it's just been so amazing to visit with old friends. Like I feel like it sparked my old soul of like joy and childhood and just reconnecting with your roots. And I don't know, I just feel like we don't talk about it that often. And it's so nice to keep in touch with those people that were so informative in the beginning years of your life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love that. And I thank you so much for wanting to reconnect with me in person. <laughs> yes. I've been like, oh, I'm like, of course, we could do this interview remotely. But in person to me, it's just always better. I just love seeing you face to face so and great. giving you a hug. <laughs> but thank you so much for flying all the way from Warsaw, Poland to be on the Nikki Sun <laughs> show. I really, really appreciate it. But um, I'm so excited for you to continue your tour of getting to reconnect with all your friends in totally. the States now that you yeah. moved to Europe. Yeah. And um, I am so excited for everybody to now get a piece of your babies and your work well not only for your keyboard but for your toolkits um, yeah. and free education online on youtube so yep. make sure to check kelsey out is there anything else that you like to tell the audience about what you've been working on or well i always <laughs> i always end my video with you know you know stay creative and keep creating better video with gal see you next time bye <laughs> and i and i cover the lens that's what i do oh my gosh and that just i never like planned that it just kind of happened once where i covered the lens and then eventually i kept doing it at the end oh well uncovering the lens really quick because i forgot to ask you like what are you working on next is there something exciting that you're so yeah um basically before leading up to my vacation time i prepped all the videos for september and so this month I haven't made any new content and it's been really great because I can focus on just being present in the moment mm -hmm. and like getting to that when I return. Yeah. But next week I have a video coming out that's already been prepared on the new Rotobrush tool in After Effects. It just is a new and improved revamp rotoscoping tool in After Effects. And I compare it to other tools that are on the market like CapCut, which is developed by TikTok and Runway to kind of compare them. And I think I'm going to make this really cool video about creating my own video clone. Ooh. So if I'm sick or I'm not feeling good, could I make a video clone of myself to step in for me? And what are the ethics of that? Oh and gosh. I want to create a, a video on that. I think that'll be so cool. So that's one video that I think will be a focus for the fall. But of course, I'll be doing updates on a new Adobe software that's coming for Adobe Max in October. And yeah, there's, I don't know, Nikki, I'm, I'm week to week here. I'm week to week here. I don't know. But I, I'm going to try to do my best to do more videos up front so I have more time to like think, like I was saying before, in the shower. Oh, that's a cool idea. Hmm. Rather than bombarding yourself with like day-to-day -day tasks, you need to create that space for you to breathe and, and be creative. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, 
thank you for continuing to inspire me. I know you inspire so many on the internet and I just love that you always come from an education background where yeah. it's you give us a safe space to want to learn and feel liberated knowing that we can learn more tools to just be better creators ourselves. So I just want to thank you. Totally. And I'm learning too every day. Like we're all lifelong learners. So and congrats to your show. I love being here in the studio. It's so exciting. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to the episode. Thank you. Well, you've been watching the Nikki Sun Show with Premier Gal and Nikki Sun. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>